Good morning and welcome to the St Barnabas Thatcham podcast and to our very special episode that we're having today. Um, my name's Reverend Nicola and it's really lovely to have you all with us. So today, as I mentioned, is a really special episode because it is St Barnabas Day. So of course our church is named after St Barnabas um, and this is the day that the church um, remembers St Barnabas every year but it's also the birthday of our church. So our church um, has been around as a community for about 30 years, but it's been known as St Barnabas um, for 14 years around this day, um, around St Barnabas Day. So we are happily progressing further into our teenage years <laughs> um, as of today. So to celebrate um, for this podcast, I've been sort of canvassing opinions um, and asking around about the story of St Barnabas and um, what we're drawing from that for ourselves and for our church today. So the talk that I'll present later is a sort of communal sermon <laughs> that I've put together where I've drawn on your thoughts and views. So thank you so much to everybody who contributed to that and to House Group for um, letting me <laughs> commandeer your conversation um, via my husband, Ben. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So if you have children at home with you, there is a YouTube video of the story of St Barnabas. So you might like to bring that up for them um, later on and they can have a go at that and try and create their own picture of the story of St Barnabas. There is a link for that. Um, you'll find it in the information about this podcast episode, if you just have a look there. And we'll also be meeting after this service for a virtual birthday party for St Barnabas for our church. So that's going to be on Zoom at 11 o'clock. So do um, send me an email. My name, uh, my email address is nicola.hulks at hotmail.co.uk. So if you would like to join that and you don't have the information, I did send it out to our mailing list. Um, but if you don't have that, do get in touch and I will send that through for you. I'll be checking my emails um, ahead of time. So do come along at 11 with a cup of tea or coffee and maybe a slice of something nice and we will sing happy birthday to our church and just celebrate together. So let's begin now in prayer. Lord, as we reflect on the story of St Barnabas, inspire us with his example to be all that you are calling us to be in and for our community. In Jesus' name. Amen. So let's hear our reading now. The reading this morning is taken from Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 19. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that took place over Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, and they spoke the word to no one except Jews. But among them were some men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, proclaiming the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number became believers and turned to the Lord. News of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he rejoiced, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast devotion. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, 
and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for an entire year they associated with the church and taught a great many people. And it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. At that time, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine over all the world. And this took place during the reign of Claudius. The disciples determined that according to their ability, each would send relief to the believers living in Judea. This they did, sending it to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. This is the word of the Lord. earlier this talk has really been put together through lots of different people's views so thank you to everyone again who sent through their thoughts and to house group for sharing their thoughts as well for this it's um, definitely a sort of collective sermon and that's been really lovely and really fun to do so as i reflected on where we are as a community as we approach this our 14th birthday as saint barnabas church I was reminded of this saying, how do you make God laugh? Tell him your plans. <laughs> and it's certainly been like that um, in this year, hasn't it? In these last few months, and even perhaps in this first year that I've been with you at St. B's, we'd started, I think, to think together about what the future might look like. And then suddenly the pandemic hit and meeting together became impossible. 
And I quickly realised that whatever plans we might have made together would have stayed just that, plans, because our world, our church, everything was suddenly about to change in ways that none of us could ever have predicted. Well, ever since I arrived in Thatcham, I've been reading, um, admittedly, painstakingly slowly, <laughs> through the book of Acts. And one of the things that I notice that happens over and over again in Acts and that we see at the start of the passage we've just heard is that the church very often comes into its own through adversity and through unexpected events. In the passage we've just heard, we hear that the reason the early Christians were in Antioch in the first place was because of persecution. So one of their own, Stephen, had been murdered and in the wake of those events, they're forced to flee from Jerusalem. But it's through this situation that the stories of Jesus and their impact begins to spread. So what could have completely squashed down um, and oppressed the early church actually has quite the opposite effect. The message they have spreads further and they also seem to develop a new boldness. They decide to start to share the stories of Jesus, not just with fellow Jews, but also with the Greek people that they meet too. So as I've been reading through this, it's really helped me to keep contained any worries I might have about everything that's been going on and what it might mean for us as a church. Because I've been constantly reminded by the book of Acts that God very often uses times like these to bring about his plans. And that, I've reflected, after all, is what we're after. It's not our plans, but God's plans that we are looking for. The pandemic has meant that we've had to be creative and find new ways of meeting together, um, new ways of speaking to our community and showing our support for our community. And those ways have put us very much onto the public stage of the internet, available for everybody to access at the click of a button. And I think that's made us more visible to our community that we're all seeking to serve. It's also helped me, and I'm sure it has you too, to realise all of the many blessings that we normally enjoy. The simple joy of meeting together that I will never take for granted again. But perhaps as House Group has reflected and the this time has also given us an opportunity to understand who we really are. That as a community, we are so much more than our meetings on a Sunday, as much as we treasure and miss the opportunity to do that. That we're as much a church on Monday to Saturday as on a Sunday or on a Wednesday evening when we meet together. We're a church when we're in our workplaces, in our homes, with our friends and our family. House Group described this with the image of a web that sort of extends out across Thatcham as we scatter each week to the places that we're called to be. Where each one of us is, their churches, and a pandemic doesn't really change that at all. So into all of this that is going on in Antioch, this dispersal of the people into a new place, and all of the unexpected benefits that they're um, reaping in this time, we have Barnabas entering into the scene. Now Barnabas has already shown something of his character earlier in Acts. 
That's the first reference that we have to him in the Bible in Acts 4. And there he's described as selling some of his land in his native Cyprus um, and using the proceeds of that sale to give to the Christian community to support the poor in Jerusalem. And we then hear about him coming to Antioch to check out this new movement there, um, showing, I think, how trusted he was by the church in Jerusalem. Now, Barnabas, when he sees all that is happening in Antioch, is said to rejoice and he encourages them to carry on as they are and to be faithful. He responds like this, the author of Acts tells us, because he is a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Now, interestingly, as Alison shared with me in an email about this passage, we notice that Barnabas celebrates not so much what they have done, but rather he celebrates the evidence that he sees of the grace of God at work. Barnabas has eyes to see God at work. And I think to see the real fruits of our community, you need to have eyes like Barnabas. Alison also reflected to me that much of what we do can easily go under the radar because so much of it is out there, as we've already reflected. But that, I think, is what makes us special. And that's the thing that we need to rejoice in and build on. Alison's thoughts really challenged me to think even more deeply about how we do that, how we encourage each other and build one another up for the callings that God has given to each one of us. I don't have all the answers for that, but I know that between us we do. And so I echo Alison's prayer that she sent me that hopes to see us grow as a community in supporting each other in our giftings and seeing each other flourish both those of us who've been here for a while and those of us who God is bringing to be part of this community um, afresh. Now, Barnabas, of course, was the, kind of, uh, was the kind of person who saw his purpose as to build others up. His name, as many of you know, of course, means the encourager. And in the passage we have heard today, we see an example of this. Barnabas, um, quite unselfconsciously, it seems, recognises that someone else's giftings are required in this situation. And he reaches out to Paul to come and join him in his work there in Antioch. Now, Paul, of course, was not an uncontroversial choice <laughs> for Barnabas to make, given his history as a persecutor of the early church. Now, Paul's story of his conversion wasn't readily accepted by everyone, and we could understand why the early church might have been unwilling to invite one of their former persecutors into their homes. It took a lot of trust um, to take Paul on board. But Barnabas seems to really see Paul for who he is. He values his calling and his gifting, and he gives Paul an opportunity to exercise those things. Now, as we know, Paul goes on to be one of the great figures of early Christian history and wrote probably half of the New Testament, while Barnabas somewhat fades away from the records. We hear that Barnabas goes back home to Cyprus, and I like to think of him there working persistently among his own people to encourage them and build them up. But perhaps one of the greatest things that we can draw from Barnabas in this story and in the story of his life is his persistence, 
he never gave up. He held true to who he was and set out with, as House Group put it, faith and bravery. Of course, when our community was founded, that same spirit of Barnabas was required. Back then, no one knew what the church was going to become, and it has been through many phases of its life since then. But again, as House Group reflected, through all of these phases, we didn't give up. That gives me great hope that nothing, not even a pandemic, can hold us back. That we have in our DNA, in the spirit of Barnabas, that we carry with us just what we need to be all that God is calling us to be. Now, we don't know what the future looks like, and the times are calling us to be flexible and creative and determined. But I know and I pray that by the grace of God, we have everything that we need. Let us pray. Bountiful God, giver of all gifts, who poured your spirit upon your servant Barnabas and gave him grace to encourage others. Help us by his example to be generous in our judgments and unselfish in our service. On this special day, we give you thanks, Lord, for 14 years together. We thank you for your faith in us and we pray and give thanks for all those who have come and gone over the years. Thank you for those who have shown encouragement to us and have served to build community. Thank you for those who have shown us your love, affirmed us where we have doubted and drawn us further into your kingdom. We give you thanks, Lord, for all the ups and downs we've gone through together as a church community. Thank you that we know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So, Lord, we pray today for our scattered congregation. Help us to make sure that everyone feels connected and encouraged at this time. We pray for those who may be feeling lonely or isolated. And we especially pray for those who are ill. May you grant them your peace, your healing and your restoration. We give you thanks that John and Barbara are now at home. And so we ask for your protection and your healing hand to be upon them as they settle back at home and find a new rhythm of life. We thank you for them both the great encouragers and witness that they are to us. Father, we thank you for our school community and we pray at this time for parents, staff and children. Keep them safe in your care as they cope with restrictions and difficulties. We pray for all those who have gone back to school, but also for those children who are remaining at home. Keep them safe, Lord, and give them your peace. Give strength and energy to parents who are homeschooling. May this be a time of bonding and enjoyment. But Lord, we also pray for those whose homes are not always safe places. And we pray for your peace and protection and for help when needed. As our lockdown eases, we face big questions about how we want to live, whether we go back to the old normal or whether we work to create a new normal. 
a society that is more just, more inclusive, more even-handed in its distribution of wealth and opportunity. Be with us, Lord, be with our leaders, and help us not to be anxious, but to rest secure in you. Lord, as a nation and across the globe, we are being challenged and confronted by the pain of racial injustice. We are challenged by our own nation's history and the wealth that has come from the oppression of others. Be with us, Lord, as we seek to change and understand and encourage other people and share our love of you. Father, you call us to follow you into an unknown future. The way ahead is puzzling. We cannot see the direction we should take for our own lives, for our church and for our world. When the chaos begins to subside, teach us to trust in your still small voice. Teach us to listen for the whisper that urges us to change, to pay attention to your guidance and your love for us. Teach us to look and to see where you are already at work and to join in. Help us to be like Barnabas, to be alert to the moment, to its opportunities and its challenges. Help us to be faithful disciples, ready with prayerful attention. Help us to follow where you lead so that we can respond to the needs that you show us. And Father, may we believe in your promise that you will use what we have and what we are. You will make what is ordinary extraordinary by your presence. We give you thanks for the creativity of the past few months that has changed some of the ways we do church. With the use of online platforms for worship and prayer and meetings and home groups. Help us to be brave enough to allow that to challenge us to reimagine what it means to be church. Thank you that you have taught us as St Barnabas Church to be adaptable, accepting, creative and resilient. So please help us to use those strengths going forward to further your kingdom. As we slowly emerge from lockdown, keep us safe, Lord, and give us peace in our hearts and a fresh willingness to adapt and change. Though scattered, we are gathered in Jesus' name and united in his love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So thank you, Brenda, for those prayers and again to our music group for producing um, that piece for us. Thank you for all the work that's gone into that. 
So you would have heard in our prayers um, that we've been thinking about and praying about all that's been going on recently in the world in the Black Lives Matter movement. And we, of course, want to affirm our commitment to being an inclusive church and a place that values people across our society in every background, gender, sexuality and race. And that we really want St Bees to be a place where all of these stories can be heard and where we're seeking to work together towards a better future of peace and equality. Just as we know, of course, that God longs for our world to be. So do keep praying about this and this issue, and, and we certainly will be too. So thanks again for joining us and do now head over to Zoom where we'll be having our virtual birthday party for our church. So that kicks off at 11. Um, as I say, if you don't have an invitation or a link to that, just drop me an email at nicola.hulks at hotmail.co.uk and I will be on there right now <laughs> checking for anybody who hasn't received that. So let's pray as we go. May the grace of the Father be with you. May the love of the Son enfold you. And may the peace of the Spirit comfort you, today and always. Amen. So see you soon at the party. <laughs>